Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, January 25th. 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity news on Paris Jackson, Aaron Andrews, Madonna, Kiki Palmer, Stacey Dash, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo, and I love the fact that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. However, The Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks is able to help provide over 3 billion meals to children and families in need all across the country. Join me in the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Tuning in, you are listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the stories today, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainmentradio.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 50 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening on the phone line and the chat room. Again, thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, again, if you want to catch the show live, make sure you click on the follow-up button. You can also check the archives if you can't catch it live. And you can also uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher.com. Stitcher.com is like a website that has over 
60-plus radio shows and podcasts. So just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box, and you get to listen to the show, the older shows, or the last, the ones that you missed uh, for free. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to uh, talk about... Um, I want to give a shout-out to all the women and men who participated over the weekend with all the marches, women marches across the country and some parts of other parts of the world. I'd like to just give you a, a, hand, a hand clap about that because it was such a big turnout, so big in some of these cities that they were a bigger turnout than President Trump's inauguration. And, you know, they always – the media – well, the press secretary kept saying that, uh, no, that was not true. Um, you know, you can see. You can see the difference. They even had a, a video sh- a shot of uh, what it looked like in 2009 when President Obama had his inauguration compared to Donald Trump. The photos can't lie. You know, the photos are right there. So, yeah, I'd like to just give a special shout-out to all the men and women who participate in all the marches. Uh, speaking of marches, uh, Don, uh, Madonna had faced some controversy. She was there. A lot of celebrities uh, from our country had participated. But Madonna got a little uh, backlash over a comment that she made, and I'll tell you more about that. Also this week we're going to be talking with Paris Jackson. Paris was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, and she talked about how she missed her father, Michael Jackson, uh, how she talked about that she's convinced that uh, that her father's death was no accident, that she believed that he was murdered. I'll give you the latest. Also this week, Erin Andrews, uh, she kept a secret for a while, a secret from her fans, from our colleagues. I'll tell you what that secret was. She just act really. She just came out with it. Also this week, this is a very interesting story. Kiki Palmer um, is a little upset with our boy Trey Song because Trey Song was making a video, music video at his house, and apparently Kiki Palmer has a cameo in the video. But according to Kiki Palmer, that cameo wasn't. Uh, he her, her cameo appearance was without her consent. That's what she's saying. Uh, she tells her uh, tells how she felt about it. Why would Trey Song do that? I'll give you the latest scoop. Also, um, we're going to be talking about, uh, speaking of uh, Donald Trump, you know, his son, uh, Byron, has been the center of cyberbullying since President Trump announced he was running. Uh, this time, uh, it's with a uh, who who spoke out recently was uh, Chelsea Clinton, out of all people, because I guess because she can relate because she was a uh, the first daughter of President Clinton. She spoke about the the cruelty and that how we should leave children of of, of the White House. We shouldn't be making comments. And speaking of that, what really caused the controversy was a SNL writer. Had put something on Twitter that was not so kind, and now SNL is saying that she's uh, no longer coming back on the show. Uh, but she did apologize, so I will tell you the latest what she said. Also, for all you Star Wars fans, the official title has been released. And remember, uh, 
Netflix. Remember this show, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Well, you remember it was on, let's see, that channel, it was on Bravo for a while. It ran for about from 2003 to 2007. Well, it's coming back with a whole new cast and a whole new network. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. Well, Paris Jackson is convinced that her father, Michael Jackson, was murdered by his doctor. The 18-year-old girl uh, blamed Dr. Conrad Murray, who was convicted of involuntary manslaughter in her father's death for the dependency on the uh, the drug propofol that led to his passing. Now, according to Paris, Michael would drop hints about people being out to get him prior to his death. She tells Rolling Stone magazine that at some point he was like, they're going to kill me one day. Paris says that a lot of people wanted Michael dead, and she wanted Michael dead, and also she wants revenge or at least justice. Paris, um, you know, when you, you it's it's hard because when you're you look up to your dad, your daddy's little girl, it, it hits you. It really hits you hard. But that's with anybody when you lose a parent. But people are wondering how is Paris feeling? How is she dealing with his death, especially eight years later? She said, "Quote: uh, They always say time heals, but it really doesn't. You just gotta get used to it." She also said that she uh, lived life with the mentality of okay. She said, quote, I lost the only thing that has ever been important to me, so going forward, anything bad that happens can't be nearly as bad as what happened before, so I can handle it, unquote. She also mentioned in the article that um, her father, Michael Jackson, told her that she is a black woman, even though she has blue eyes, and now she currently has blonde hair, he always told her to be uh, always be proud of her uh, African-American heritage, that she's a black woman, and she considered herself as a black woman. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. So you can understand what, how she's feeling because, you know, you have to move on. You know, and ever since this had happened, you know, Paris have been, uh, you know, she hasn't been, she hadn't been a part of any scandal. She hadn't been caught out there doing God knows what. She kind of kept low, I mean, under the radar. And now she's coming out. She's older now. She wants to make a career in entertainment. She just recently did a modeling gig. She's not doing anything musically, but she is going out there. She wants to be a model. She's doing her thing. Erin Andrews was missing uh, the first. She was missing during the first two episodes of Dancing with the Stars, season 23, last year. But while Andrews was reported to be with her fiance following the tragic death of her nephew, she had another reason for taking time off: a surgery for her cervical cancer. Now, Andrews was diagnosed with cervical cancer last September. She kept her illness and treatment secret for months until now. Following the diagnosis, Andrews quickly scheduled her surgery for early October, but the surgery could not stop her from working, as she firmly told her doctor beforehand, quote, I'm not watching any football games at home. This is Fox Super Bowl year, and I'm not missing the Super Bowl, unquote. 
Andrew filmed a feature with the Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson just two days after the surgery and went back to the field reporting an NFL game after five days. Andrew recently interviewed uh, Shock. Uh, her, her interview actually shocked her colleagues at ABC. A longtime associate of Dancing with the Stars said that Andrew never discussed her illness. So her fans, her colleagues, they didn't even know. And remember, Erin Andrews, uh, this wasn't the only thing that she had to deal with besides the death of her nephew, but remember she had that uh, that case about the peeping Tom, about the band that was uh, peeping through her room, she was staying at a hotel, and she was getting ready to cover a report for a game, and this guy, Pete, was peeping through her room, and the hotel, she sued the hotel for letting, giving that man her information, her room, everything, so she had quite a year. I want to say happy birthday uh, to Alicia Keys. Today is Alicia Keys' birthday. She turned 36. Happy birthday. But Alicia Keys, Jadelle Monet, and Madonna were among the artists who performed at the Women's March on Washington on Saturday. According to reports, the protest drew 500,000 women and men to the nation capital. Now, that's just one of them. Keys took the set to the stage. She recited uh, uh, Mayor Angelou's poem, Still I Ride. She also gave some encouraging words to protest before performing her hit, Girl on Fire. And meanwhile, my girl, Janae Monet, she was joined by the mother of five young black men who were unjustly killed, three of which at the hands of police officers. She delivered a very fiery speech before performing her song. And living legend Madonna made a surprise appearance at the Saturday rally as she delivered a powerful speech. Women March is an act to send a message to government saying that women stand together in solidarity and expect elected leaders to act to protect the rights of women, their families, and their communities. Hundreds of thousands of protesters watch speakers and performers passionately plead speeches and songs of the movement. Uh, also joining uh, the three women was actress America Ferreira, Scarlett Johansson. They were among the noble speakers who expressed their hopes and fears a day after President Trump was sworn in. And the Women March took place all across the country, including Los Angeles, Barbara Streisand, Jane Fonda, Natalie Portman, Natalie Cyrus, Demi Lovato. They all spoke in the need to protect women's rights in the wake of Trump presidency. And speaking of Madonna, she had to defend the comment she made at the march on Saturday. Uh, she said that uh, the, the she she said that she had made a comment about blowing up the White House. She says she's mad. She feels like she wants to blow it up. Now, on Sunday, she Madonna took to Instagram to clarify her controversial comment. In a lengthy post, she said that it was a metaphor and was taken out of content. Madonna said she wanted to use it to encourage women and all marginalized people to not fall into despair. However, she knows that acting out of anger doesn't solve anything, and the only way to change things for the better is to do it with love. And do you know when she made that comment, the Secret Service was investigating Madonna. They were saying Madonna was a threat. Can you believe it? Madonna is no threat. Seriously, you really thought she was going to seriously, literally blow up the White House? Come on. Now, we all know she was that wasn't, She was just speaking uh, hypothetically. She wasn't serious. But they really was going to investigate. They were investigating Madonna. So, 
Uh, Kiki Palmer, we all love Kiki Palmer. I love her, her new album. You know, she's a great actress. She's very busy. She's doing her thing. Well, she made a cameo in Trey Song's newest music video called Pick Up the Phone, which was released on January 20th. Palmer was featured briefly in the music video, and in the scene she is seen sitting on a couch uh, busy with her phone while uh, Mike Mike, Mike X Angel performed his rap. The next day she took to Instagram to slam Trey's songs for using a uh, using sexual in, in, intimidation to get her in the music video, saying that he didn't ask for her consent as he filmed her her part secretly. Palmer posted a screenshot of Song's music video on her Instagram account, and uh, she made a caption about it. She also referenced a few of her previous Instagram posts in which she called out the entertainment industry sexism, and uh, she also said that if she was a guy. A thing like this wouldn't have happened to her. Meanwhile, Trey Song said he was cool about it. Uh, the rapper Mike X Angel was cool, but he did say he did put a cryptic tweet on uh, uh, Trey Song. He said, "Quote, baby girls bugging, point blank. Period. Got my number. Could have called. Saw the cameras and lights. Heard action." He later added another tweet. Said, "I don't do this Twitter." S girl, you know me. You got my number. Um, I, you know, a lot of people is either can understand where Kiki is coming from, and then some people don't understand why she would go. At one point, she said she was hiding in the closet to avoid the camera. Some people were saying, "Well, if that was the case, why didn't you just leave?" It was like nobody held her hostage, nobody pointed a gun to her head and said, you better stay here. Why didn't she leave? And then people understand, you know, why can't she just come to a party, have a good time? Why, you know, you got to start your video now out of all places during a party when people just want to kick back, chill, relax, and have a good time. So question for your listeners, if you think Kiki was right about you know, putting the post out there saying that Trey Song was wrong for what he did, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. If you feel that Kiki was wrong, give me a call and tell me what you think. 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Do you feel that she should have left? Before the camera started rolling, or do you feel that Trey Song should have known better? He should have just left her out altogether. Right now we have here 26 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Again, if you like the show and you want to know what's going on, in the world of Hollywood, if you want to find out what your favorite celebrities are doing as far as movies, television, this is the place to be. If you are a Blog Talk radio listener, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I'm on the air live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash thatsentertainmentradio.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1, T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and number one. You can also follow me uh, on Twitter at stiletto14, and follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. 
Also, we're going to be talking about this week a a loyal Republican and a Donald Trump supporter, Stacey Dash. She was fired from her job as a contributor for Fox News. Dash was fired while enjoying her hiatus as she hasn't appeared on Fox since September. The TV station report had made her join the unemployment line since they didn't want to renew her contract. The decision of not renewing Dash's contract was taken last fall. Dash wasn't the only one fired since Fox had also decided not to renew the contract of political strategist Ed Rowland and columnist Kyle Thomas. Dash was recruited by Fox News back in 2014, and her job was to provide cultural analysis and commentary. She was known for her controversial remark and was widely criticized for making uh, uninformed comments and conservative opinions. In 2015, she was even temporarily suspended by Fox News after cursing on air while sharing her thoughts on then-President Barack Obama's speech about terrorism. The coolest actress also drew criticism in 2016 after making an appearance on Fox and Friends, during which she said that people should not have channel gear should should not have channels geared toward African Americans if we don't want segregation. Point case in point, she was talking about BET, Black Entertainment Television. Now, Twitter. When they heard this new, the news about her being fired, oh my God, they just lit it up. They were making all kind of comments. People was like, "That's good for her." They said that Fox. Some people were saying, you know, that's what she gets. And people were saying, I, I felt that, that, yeah, because now President Obama is no longer. Uh, in the White House no more, they say, oh, okay, uh, since President Obama is, is not the president no more, you're no longer needed. You don't need to make any more comments. You know what I'm saying? Now Donald Trump's in, we don't need you now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and everybody was like, you know, that's what she get. A lot of people were, again, Twitter users were lightened up as soon as they heard the news of Dash dismissal. And uh, one of the uh, users tweeted this. They said, quote, Stacey Dash did all that tap dancing for Trump only to get fired on day two of Trump being in office, LMAO. While another person wrote, Quote, Stacey Dash got fired from Fox. That's funny. Too bad me and the black community don't know her. And then they posted a picture of her. So no love lost. <laughs> no love lost. But you know what I'm saying? Now that the pres- President Obama's not longer the president no more, they're like, okay, well, your, your, your services are no longer needed. Video had surfaced on uh, about uh, T.I. Apparently, T.I. had exploded on a male fan after the, this man had touched his booty during a concert. Uh, Tip was performing Whatever You Like when a man in the front row took to the song title a little too seriously. The fan is seen in the video putting his palm on T.I.'s butt. T.I. caught him and stopped mid-performance. And before the booty-touching incident occurred, T.I. made headlines for writing an open letter to President Donald Trump in hope of highlighting his concern and expectations over the next four years. Mel Gibson has welcomed a new addition to his family. A rep for the 60-year-old actor-filmmaker has confirmed that he welcomed his ninth child by his first by, but uh, matter of fact, this is a ninth child, but his first with his current girlfriend of two years, Rosalind Ross. 
on Saturday, January 21st in Los Angeles. Now, Gibson rep revealed that Ross gave birth to a son named Lars Gerard. The youngest Gibson member weighed at a birth of 5 pounds and 5 ounces. Gibson and his 26-year-old girlfriend confirmed the pregnancy news back in September. Uh, Gibson shares seven, uh, he has like seven children with uh, ex-wife Robin Moore, to whom he was married to for 26 years. The Hacksaw Ridge director has also one daughter from his relationship with Russian pianist Oksana Grigorieva. I remember that was the relationship that was so toxic. She uh, accused him of uh, mental abuse, verbal abuse. It, it was real nasty. Now, you everyone has heard about the news about Soldier Boy. Uh, he's getting ready to schedule a fight with Chris Brown. Well, apparently he was charged this past Monday. January 23rd, with illegal possession of guns in Los Angeles. Now, according to the Los Angeles County District Attorney Office, the rapper faced, get this, two felony weapon possessed charges, including a possession of an assault weapon and possession of a firearm in violation of probation. The rapper was also charged with a misdemeanor account for receiving stolen property. The officer said that Soldier Glock was stolen from a Huntington Beach Police Department vehicle. However, Soldier pleaded not guilty in arrangement hearing on Monday and will return to Los Angeles County Superior Court on February 28. He will face more than four years in prison if convicted as charged. Now, Soldier has had several run-ins with the law enforcement over the years. Uh, he was uh, arrested by Los Angeles police at his home on December 15th after police found firearms during his probation time. On December 18, 2014, Soldier was sentenced to two years of probation for carrying a loaded firearm in a public place. And meanwhile, in 2011, Soldier was arrested on felony drugs and weapon charges in Temple, Georgia. Soldier has been busy practicing for his upcoming boxing match with Chris Brown, which will take place in either Las Vegas or Los Angeles. The 26-year-old rapper is also gearing up to release his fourth studio album, Draco, on February 21st. Right now we have here 28 minutes uh, after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour... Uh, we have uh, the latest on uh, Keisha Knight Paula. She just welcomed her first child, a little baby girl, and I'll tell you what her name is and the meaning behind her name. Also, John Legend uh, addressed uh, an alleged racial slur made by a paparazzi while he and his wife, Christy Teigen, was right here at JFK. Uh, this happened last week. Um, and he addressed something that it's been, yeah, I've been saying this all through on my show, the same kind of comments, racial comments that they say about black women, what they said about the first lady, about President Obama. I'll give you the latest. Also, the Star Wars 8 has finally got an official title. I'll tell you what that is. And uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, he was absent from last week's episode of Saturday Night Live. But he will be returned for the show for the 17th time as the host. That's going to be on Saturday, February 11. He, this will make his 17th time doing a monologue for SNL. I'll tell you the latest. 
And Stephen Colbert will host the upcoming 69 Primetime Emmy Awards. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so make sure you don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 25 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, that was from uh, Pharrell Williams from the soundtrack Hidden Figures uh, called Running. And I had the opportunity to watch that movie this past weekend. Great movie. You have to go see Hidden Figures starring Taraji P. Henson, Janelle Monet, and Octavia, to Octavia Spencer. And congratulations to Octavia. She just got nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, so uh, congratulations to her. Uh, 24 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, Donald Trump team wants the media to respect his son, Byron. Um, again, I was mentioning earlier, uh, there was a statement that was issued asking people, especially the media, to stop bullying his 10-year-old son and let him grow up outside of the political spotlight. Uh, Barron has been a target of cyberbullying by those anti-Trump protesters. Last year, a YouTube user suggested that the POTUS youngest son was autistic after a video service showing him yarning and clapping. In response to the clip, which has now been deleted, his mother, Melania Trump, threatened to sue the YouTube user. Most recently, Byron was the target of a joke made by Saturday Night Live writer Katie Rich, the 33-year-old writer she faced some black backlash after she tweeted a few days ago that, quote, that Barron will be this country's first homeschool shooter. The tweet was immediately removed, and Katie was subsequently suspended from the long-running comedy show indefinitely. And on, on Monday, she issued an apology on the same social media saying that, quote, I sincerely apologize for the, uh, the insensitive tweet. I deeply regret my action and offensive words. It was unexcusable, and I'm so sorry, unquote. Keisha Knight Poem has welcomed her first child, presumably with her estranged husband, Ed Hartwell. The 37-year-old actress took to Instagram, and uh, this was around Monday afternoon, to announce that she gave birth to a daughter. Pullum announced a baby girl arrival with a photo of her holding the little girl and showing off the newborn's tiny feet that was wrapped up in, the, like, she had little fluffy socks on. The Cosby Show alum also revealed her daughter's name by writing in the caption, Ella Grace has arrived. Pullum first announced her pregnancy via Instagram back in July, seven months after she tied the knot with Hartwell. She posted on the social media a picture of her holding a pink cupcake. Sadly, Hartwell filed for divorce and demanded a paternity test just days after she announced the good news. Pullum revealed in August that Ella Middlename was inspired by her split from Hartwell. She said on her Candidly Keisha post, uh, podcast that her daughter has been her saving grace to get through these tough times. John Legend has finally addressed an alleged racial slur made by a paparazzo when he was with his wife, Christy Teigen, at JFK International Airport on Thursday, January 19. At the time, John remained silent while Christy took to Twitter to blast the paparazzo. Uh, she also said that that the paparazzo asked that this is what this idiot said. He said, quote, if we evolved from monkeys, why is John Legend still around? And Chrissy said, you know, n n now you wonder why celebs lose it when, they when it comes to the paparazzis. 
and she she was and, and the crazy part about it, she was there answering cooking questions, and then this idiot comes with this ignorant comment. Now John has finally opened up about this run-in with this idiot on uh, last Saturday while attending the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, at the Variety Studio presented by Orville Redenbacher to promote his uh, his WGN America America series Underground, on which he's the executive producer. John told Variety magazine that quote quote, he said that black folks had had to deal with being called monkeys for a long time, and dehumanization has always been kind of a method of racism and subjugation of black people, and that's just part of American history, and it's part of the present, apparently. He said also, he talked about President Obama, we saw this when it came to him. Whenever people wanted to disconnect him and Michelle, they compared them to apes. And he said that he's not hurt by it, by someone saying that to him, but he said he said he looks down on that person that would say something like that, but it's a shame that it still exists. And I even mentioned on the show that now that Donald Trump promoted this during his campaign, this, this, this rhetoric about, uh, you know, uh, with the whole thing about immigration and, uh, you know, the whole uh, Mexican comment about them being rapists and Muslims uh, Muslims of all terrorists. It promoted, I mean, there was always racism, but it has grown to a high, higher, it has heightened or grown to a higher level since Donald Trump put it out there. And I don't care what anybody said. It, 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 it's like they gave these races a pass because he had put it out there. So a lot of these racist comments or coming from these racist people feel like they have the right to not be hide their true feelings and just bluntly come out and say what they want to say. And, you know, I don't condone, you know, violence, but you, you're wondering why people are just – just going off and, and causing scene with some of these people because they blatantly come out and say these things. I saw a video um, one time. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram or Vine or where a a white student had called a, uh, a, a African American student the N word, and he told the white student. Um, say that to my face when we step outside. He says, "See, you can you you can say that you can hide behind your book, you can hide among your friend, but see, you step outside and say that." And I think, personally, in my opinion, I think Donald Trump just he he's not making it any better. Um, he didn't make it any better by that rhetoric that he was spewing out about Mexicans and Muslims and you know this whole concept that. You know they're the bad guys, and, and that whole concept about making America great again—it's just a subliminal me- message to say that you know some white people feel that oh well this is our country we need to take back our country, and that's the message that I got from that. Let's make America great again. America was already great. I mean we have some issues, but. There was no problem with our country. If that was the case, everybody would have felt, you know, have a problem and leave. 
but it's not that easy. It's not that simple. Anyway, ABC uh, had made a digital mistake. Tom Hank and Amy Adams, they got, um, what happened was there was an Oscar snub, naming, mistakenly naming Tom Hank and, and Amy Adams. Uh, they were listed for Best Actor and Best Actress nomination, respectfully, on Oscar.com yesterday. But ABC Oscar has subsequently apologized for the unfortunate flub. ABC digitally incorrected the list uh, where they listed that Forrest Gump actor as the Best Actor nominee for his role as Captain Sully. The actual nomination for Best Actor in 2017 Oscar Award went to Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Hank, however, previously took home a statue for this category for his role in Forrest Gump and Philadelphia. Meanwhile, ABC mistakenly named Adams as the Best Actress nominee for her role as linguist Louise Bank in the sci-fi film Arrival instead of Ruth Negga for Loving. Should she be nominated, it would be her sixth Oscar nomination. The Actually, the Best Actress nomination went to Isabel Hubert. L, Ruth Negga for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. And according to the sources, the Man of Steel actress wasn't aware about her uh, about the mistake uh, nomination before it was corrected, so she didn't know. Other than Hank and Adams, the award show also made the same mistake towards Annette Benning. She was mistakenly listed in the Best Actress category for 20th, 20th Century Women. And Star Wars Episode 8 has finally got an official title. Director Ryan Johnson has announced that via his Twitter account that the next installment of the Star Wars movie series is called Star Wars The Last Jedi. And uh, actually, Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, admitted that he had known about the title since they were filming the movie. Hamill portrays Luke Skywalker in the original Star Wars trilogy and appeared briefly in the Star Wars The Force Awakens. The movie seemingly set him at the last Jedi, but is but looking at episode eight title, fans can assume that there may be another Jedi to come. Either way, Hamill is expected to play a big part in the Last Jedi. Carrie Fisher had finished filming her scenes as Princess General Leia before she passed away last December. Star Wars: The Last Jedi is scheduled to be released in the U.S. on December fifteenth. Other The Force Awakens cast members, such as Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Lupita Nyong'o, Oscar Isaac, Dom Hall uh, Gleason, Anthony Daniels, Gwendolyn Christie, and Andy Serkis are returning. Uh, Benicio Del Toro and Laura Dern and Kelly Marie Tran are among the new cast members. Right now we have here 145 here on the East Coast. I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. Don't go anywhere.
that you can say that But you rather take your brain Roll to Rodeo, let her raid that No telling hell no Middle finger, the coin fell pro Stick it to the real like it's Velcro What other country can you sell blow? And for less than a kilogram you get an elbow I'm getting high, never come down Round up your ride, let me run it down Soon as you drive, I'm gonna run the town I fantasize shooting Trump down A shot to every black man who got gun down A lot of police with no confusion still they run round Featuring T.I. and Calm Down Alright, we have here 10 minutes left remaining in the show And for the last remaining stories of the week uh, We have uh, the, well, Sterling K. Brown We all know him uh, for that mega performance in the uh, O.J. Simpson movie, American Crime Story. Well, he's in talks to join Shane's Black Predator. Uh, Should the deal be sealed, the Emmy winner will uh, team up with the boy Holbrook, Trevant Rhodes, Keegan-Michael Key, and Olivia Munn in the sci-fi thriller. Now, Brown won a Primetime Emmy Award last year for his performance on The People vs. O.J. Simpson, The American Crime Story. He was also recently nominated at the 2017 Golden Globe Awards. His hit series, This Is Us, has been renewed for season two and three, and he's also playing a new character for Marvel's Black Panther. Now, while Predator is uh, broadly considering as a reboot of Predator, the movie franchise, which started in 1987, last December, director Shane Black said that the project wouldn't be really a reboot. It is a inventive sequel. The story will be set in suburbia, a place which hasn't been invaded by Predator creatures. Predator, which is handled by 20th Century Fox, Davis Entertainment, and TSG, will start filming in late February. The movie is scheduled to be released on February 9, 2018. Netflix has ordered eight new series of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the former Bravo hit makeover reality show featuring a new Fab Five who will get some tough missions, which include moving from New York City to turning the red states pink. The official Netflix log line reads, uh, the log line reads, reads 
Uh, quote, in a time when America stands divided and the future seems uncertain, a team of five brave men will try to bring us closer together with laughter, heart, and just the right amount of moisturizer. The Emmy Award-winning Queer Eye is back, and they, and they are ready to make America fabulous again. <laughs> with a new Fab Five in the show, Toughest Mission to Date. The original Queer Eye ran for five seasons from 2003 to 2007 on Bravo. It followed a team of five homosexual men, Carson Cressley, Ted Allen, Cayenne Douglas, Tom Felicia, and Ja Rodriguez, performing a makeover on a straight man, revamping his wardrobe, redecorating his home, and offering advice on grooming, lifestyle, and food. The gay makeover show will begin production this spring. And Kristen Stewart is set to host Saturday Night Live. The Twilight alum will be hosting pre-Super Bowl episodes of the sketch comedy series on Saturday, February 4th, alongside Alicia Cara as the musical guest. This will mark the first time Stewart is officially hosting the show after she came up as a potential host back in 2010. The February 4th episode will be the second post-Donald Trump inauguration episode, and it's going to be so much more interesting why? Because, long story short, the 45th president has a, has plenty of history with the 26-year-old actress, including that time when he got way too involved in Stuart Breaker with her then-boyfriend, Robert Patterson, back in 2012. Stuart was among, uh, also among the celebrities who joined the Women March a day after the inauguration. The actress admitted that Trump presidency has pushed her outside her usual uh, 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 zone. Saturday Night Live will return on Saturday, January 28th on NBC with a rerun of the November 19th episode, which was hosted by Kristen Wiig alongside musical guest The XX. And Alec Baldwin was notably absent for the uh, latest episode of Saturday Night Live, but the actor will return to the show on Saturday, February 11th, not only as a guest, but as a host. This will mark Baldwin's 17th time delivering the monologue on the show, giving him a new record for the most times hosting the show. Joining the Emmy-winning actor for his upcoming hosting gig will be Ed Sharon. The Castle on the Hill hitmaker will be returning to the sketch comedy series as the musical gets for the second time. The 58-year-old actor didn't appear as the current POTUS, Donald Trump, in the latest episode of the show because he and filmmaker Michael Moore got to host an anti-Trump rally here in New York City. Baldwin impersonation of Trump had received plenty of backlash from Trump supporters and even the president himself. Meanwhile, Baldwin's hosting gigs put a probable tweet storm from the president in the forecast since the actor will have the entire time of the February 11 episode to mock the now President Trump. An MTV hit reality series. Remember that hit uh, series called My Super Sweet 16? Well, it's getting a revival. But there are some changes, including the ambiguous new title, which is now turned into My Super Sweet. Announced through an email blast on January 23rd, the news seemed to indicate that the revival is still in early stage of de development, with casting companies called Doran Affair just beginning their search for the reality show, which featured teenagers as they prepare for the biggest party of their young lives. The guideline listed for appearing on the show are being at, uh, if you if you feed, uh, if you uh, make up if you are part of the qualification, if you meet the qualification, some of the guidelines listed says that you have to be at least 13 years old. And you have to legally be uh, eligible to work in the United States. 
The candidates also need to be part of a wealthy family that can afford to throw an over-the-top party since one of the requirements mentioned is the most populous, outrageous, glitzy girl or boy who are planning extravagant parties that will show the world just how blessed they really are. The reality series has covered a number of celebrities coming of age parties, including Bow Wow, Sean Kingston, 78 Violet, Chris Brown, Soldier Boy, and Tiana Taylor. All, all have their parties featured on the show. And Stephen Colbert will host the upcoming 69th Primetime Emmy Awards on CBS. Uh, the Television Academy, they just announced this. It will be the 52-year-old TV host's first time hosting the annual award ceremony and mark at least the four marquee kudos to be host by a late-night personality this year. Steven followed fellow late-night personalities like Jimmy Fallon, who hosted the 2017 Golden Globes, Jimmy Kimmel, MCs the 2017 Academy Awards, and James Corden, who hosts the 2017 Grammy Awards. The 2017 Emmys will air live on CBS from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles on Sunday, September 17 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. The show will go head-to-head against the NBC Saturday Night Football and serve as the unofficial launch of the broadcast TV season. And Luke Bryan, he's going to be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl 51 as part of pre-game proceedings at the NRG Stadium in Houston. Accompanying him will be actor Kristen Lee uh, Pumphrey, who will perform the national anthem and America the Beautiful in sign language on behalf of the National Association of the Deaf. The Kick the Dust Up singer will be the first male singer in 10 years to sing the national anthem at Super Bowl since Billy Joe, who sang it back in 2007. And prior to Brian, uh, other famous singers who sang the national anthem before the game kickoff included Lady Gaga, Idina Menzel, and Renee Fleming. Super Bowl 51 will be held on February 5th with Lady Gaga headlining the halftime show. Gaga, who also performed the national anthem back in 2016, 16 is reported to do her thing this Super Bowl. She's, you know, she's doing this big number. Rumor has it that she wants to do a performance on the roof of the stadium, which I was mentioning to you last week. So we'll see what happens. Uh, British singer-songwriter Adele is the latest act lined up for the 69 Amazon Grammy Awards. The Rolling Deep songstress will perform a song from her third album, 25, which broke first week sales records in multiple countries, including the U.S. and the U.K. And uh, uh, also uh, Ariana Grande and John Legend, they may take Celine Dion's spot at the upcoming Beauty and the Beast movie by singing its title tune. But Disney still want Dion contribution to the movie soundtrack by giving her a new song. Disney has announced that Dion will perform a new song for the live-action remake soundtrack. It's titled How Does a Moment Last Forever? The song is described as an emotional ballad about holding on to life precious moment. Dion, along with Peebo Bryson, was the original singers of Beauty and the Beast, which was released back in 1991. The collaboration generated a lot of awards, including Golden Globe, Oscar, and Grammy. And uh, fans of Scandal 
now have somewhere to go and decompress, discuss, and dissect each episode immediately after it airs. The ABC series from Shonda Ryan will have its own live Superfan Fuel after show title called Scandal Superfan Recap Gladiators Don't Run. It will launch on Thursday, January 26th at 11 p.m. Eastern via Time Inc. free streaming service, People Entertainment Weekly Network. The show will begin one after the conclusion of Season 6 premiere at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. The 16-episode series will be hosted by Laura Coates, CNN legal analyst and former Justice Department federal prosecutor and self-described scandal fanatic. She'll be joined each week by a new panel of scandal enthusiasts, including editorial staffers from People and Entertainment Weekly, they said that the Scandal Superfan Recap View will be able to contribute video reactions to each week's Scandal episode at burst.com slash scandal, a feature developed in partnership with mobile video platform Burst. Coates and the show producer will also will engage viewers via Twitter and Facebook, weaving users-generated video commentary into the show in near real time. The after show is pegged to run 30 minutes, but could stretch up to an hour or more. Well, it is 2 o'clock on the East Coast. That will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.